It's been a great award season this year. Obviously, with all the ceremonies being moved about because of the Oscars wanting to go a couple of weeks earlier than they usually do, it's been difficult to get the content together. But what we're going to do is we're going to create a mini journal, a crossover of what the hell happened, and a little talking smear about film goodness. Because with the Oscars being over and done with for another year, we have to ask, what the hell happened? And yes, we're doing this journal style. We're on the new B set and everything. We'll begin our look back at the award season with the Golden Globes. This year began with a bang because all the awards got moved about. It was a case of Christmas happening and then boom, it was time for the Golden Globes. They were the perfect antidote for a very long run of mouse-like domination. Leica's missing link shocks the film world by slaying not one, not two, but three Disney films in the animation category. Joker took home performance and score awards, much in the same way that Rocketman did for Taron Egerton's performance, and the new Elton Drack that just happens to play over the end credits. Our film of the year, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, won three awards on the night. As for their host, Ricky Gervais, well... He went full nuclear. If you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your god, and fuck off, okay? The Guardian claimed that he crashed on the night. We're gonna need to remember that this man traditionally only writes free series and a special for any of his shows. But this is his fifth time hosting the Golden Globe, so by that logic, he's used all of his best material. I like a drink as much as the next man. <laughs> Unless the next man it's Mel Gibson. The BAFTAs were mostly same old, same old. The Globes had set the standard, not just with the host, but with some of the films that we had awarded. And that form continued. 1917 was the big winner on the night. Seven wins from nine nominations. And we had a few shocks along the way. Renee Zellweger won Best Actress in a Leading Role for Judy, which I'll admit she's quite good in that film. She got it down pretty well. Laura Dern picks up Supporting Actress for Marriage Story. Brad Pitt won for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Supporting Actor. Oh, it's good to see our film of the year get some love, even though it was a very, very divisive choice. And surprise, surprise, Joaquin Phoenix did a Joaquin Phoenix speech after he won Best Actor. There aren't really too many jokes we can make about that speech because he raises a very good point. This is not a self-righteous condemnation because uh, I'm ashamed to say that I'm part of the problem. So we're not going to make any comedy about it. From a screenplay perspective, Bong Joon-ho, the Bong Hive has come to stay. Parasite won original screenplay. Big, big win. And then you had Jojo Rabbit winning adapted screenplay. And Taika Waititi gave one of the best speeches of the night in my eyes. Outstanding British film, 1917, enough said. Cinematography, 1917, enough said. In the animated film category though, you'd think, oh, well they didn't nominate Missing Link. It was a four horse race. You had Toy Story 4, which is representing Disney. Shaun the Sheep Farmageddon, which was a British Anglo co-production. Frozen 2, another Disney film. And then the winner. Quite a shock when I found this one out. 
Now, this is a Spanish animated film, and once again, like with Missing Link, it is good to see an independent studio take on the House of Mouse and win. It's not often you get to see Disney beaten at their own award show. I just hope it gets spicy at the Oscars. <laughs> But the one difference about the BAFTAs compared to other award shows is the fact that one of these awards is actually voted for by the public. And it's an award that's been won by quite a big range of people over the last 15 years since its inception. And I'm really not lying, this Rising Star Award, since it was launched in 2006, has basically kickstarted the careers of people like James McAvoy, Eva Green, Shia LaBeouf, uh, Kristen Stewart, Tom Hardy, Will Poulter, Jack O'Connell, no, not the Jack O'Connell that I know, the, the, the guy in 71, that one. Uh, Mr. View Big Screen Experience himself, John Boyega, Tom Holland, Daniel Kaluuya, last year's winner, Letitia Wright, and this year, it was a stacked amount of nominations. Aquafina, Jack Loden, Caitlin Deaver, fresh off an incredible run with Booksmart and Kelvin Harrison Jr. But it was Blue Story's own Michael Ward who won it this year and I think that is kind of two fingers up to the people who said, oh we're not going to play this film because of what happened in Birmingham. In the middle of the foyer at Views Birmingham Star City Cinema, a group of teenagers caused a situation that no customer or staff member ever wants to be in. Machetes were shown, 20 police cars were called, five arrests were made and seven people were injured in the biggest lapse of security in British cinemas that I've seen in many, many years. They came out, they supported the film and it worked. As for the actual ceremony itself, Graham Norton was pretty decent. Some of his jokes didn't land, and I, I, had, I had issues with the general format of it this year, but it's the BAFTA. And, well, let's be honest, it was an improvement on having Gina Lumley host it last year, where she basically bottled it. Two important awards that I have to mention, though. Outstanding contribution, it's about damn time Andy Serkis got his recognition for what he's done for motion capture. I remember very fondly when View came back online from a refurb. I remember being at a very first showing in the recliners. A friend of mine had invited me to the, to the staff show that week, and it was War for the Planet of the Apes. Seeing that film on the brand new screen one, which had only been handed over on the Tuesday, Seeing that film on the new screen one, with the new bulbs, with the new sound kit. It was a brilliant way to christen the new systems and just the level of detail he puts into those performances. It's about time that BAFTA and Oscar recognise the fact that CG can be a viable form of performance. And it's good to see that they're taking the steps. And the Fellowship this year, some Star Wars fans loved it, others hated it. Kathleen Kennedy actually won the Fellowship this year. Understandable, she's had a lot of input on the industry since she began working with George Lucas. She's had a lot of input for her husband, Frank Marshall. But you can tell that it was more of a PR move this year, just to deflect damage from Rise of Skywalker and how apparently there were production troubles. The truth will out on Reddit from unnamed sources. Before we do talk about the Oscars though, just a handy little plug that we have a Patreon page now. If you want to get access to the journal a couple of days before YouTube do, 
patreon.com forward slash Smith. Give it a look. Ah, Oscar time. Wonder who they've got to host this year. Oh, hang on. They're actually relevant. Gotta do the Razzies first. For the uninitiated, the Razzies are a celebration of mediocrity within films. I mean, the trophies are literally five dollars. It's cheap. I love the Razzies. They are a celebration of the worst in Hollywood. Usually they're bang on the money with their nominations. Nominations this year included the critically mauled Cat, a film the cast had quite rightly forgotten about. So I made this dress by sewing two old dresses together. <laughs> the red is from that one time I didn't win Miss Australia. And the black is from a funeral I just went to for the feature film Cats. It wasn't just Cats that got the whole Razzie nomination set. Corden, Rebel Wilson, Judy Dench, Jessica Chastain, and many other Hollywood heavyweights were served ribs spicier than the chicken my local branch of Chester's serves as part of those Razzie nominations. But because of all the Oscar movement going from the end of February to the start of February, we only got the nominations. We don't know when the actual award show is going to be. We do know it's going to be broadcast though. So expect to see a full Razzie breakdown in 2020 wipe when it goes out on Christmas Day. Foreshadowing the future content. I love it. The Oscars went hostless for a second consecutive year and the nominations caused a considerable amount of controversy yet again upon their announcement at 1.34pm on a random Monday about who's got what. Swarms of enthusiasts lambasted the Academy over the lack of a female nominee in selected categories. I, I thought there was something missing uh, from the list this year. Vaginas? Yeah. yeah. As well as the singular, yes, a singular nomination for Avengers Endgame, casually the highest grossing movie of all time. I that means anything to Oscar voters. It obviously didn't because it did not win that award. On the night, 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood were amongst the big winners, with all the favourites taking home the gold. The run of Disney movies winning for animated feature continued thanks to Toy Story 4. Olivia Colman once again bossed it at an award show speech. Last year was the best night of my husband's life. <laughs> And I've given birth three times. Joaquin Phoenix and Renee Zellweger were coronated as the new king and queen of Hollywood, respectively. And Parasite won Best Picture. It was a mega night for Parasite. With four Oscars to its name, as well as the honor of being the first foreign language film to win Best Picture, Parasite rewrote a lot of history on the night. And the Academy delivered a hell of a result to the South Korean film that's truly taken the world by surprise. Now I was won over by Bong Joon-ho by the end of his first speech. He gave some very wholesome, very meaty things. He definitely knows how was cinema lot wrong. I'm ready, ready to drink tonight. So. Big As for the shocks, there was the occasional bombshell here and there. We're talking about it literally, the film of the same name actually won for makeup which I wasn't expecting. Elton John slain the corporately produced into the unknown, and Eminem made up for that 18-year wait to perform Lose Yourself, his Oscar-winning song from 2003, on a stage in the Dolby Theatre. Yeah, 2002 called it, looking for a guy called Slim Shady. Oh, that's not his name, is it? 
The reaction to Parasite's Best Picture win was incredible. The UK distribution of the film, Curzon, were just so wholesome. Parasite. <laughs> And some of the reaction across this very website was class. Now, traditionally, I give my thoughts on the ceremony as a whole because I actually got to watch it this year. It was a good job. It was a very good show, a lot tight because I've not been able to watch it live for a few years. It was a good show, but I'm not a fan of the whole hostless thing. You need someone coherent to anchor it and sort of bring this show together. Graham Norton did that well at the BAFTAs, Gervais nailed it at the Golden Globes. What it was lacking though, what the Oscars were lacking, was a genuine, oh my bloody God moment. Like at the Independent Spirit Awards when Adam Sandler gave his speech for winning Best Actor. That was actually the last time critics pretended not to hate me for five fucking minutes. I had to put that in there. Well, that just about does it for this episode of What The Hell Happened. A nice little crossover of the journal and the podcast as well. We'll be back very, 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 very soon with brand new episodes of The Journal. However, if you're a patron, you can see these new episodes a couple of days before they go out here on YouTube. Patreon.com forward slash Smith. Lots of extra goodies for you guys over there as well. If you haven't already done so, hit the subscribe button, click the bell to stay notified on when we upload next, and a thumbs up would be greatly appreciated because the algorithm can be a bit of a pain at times. Until next time though, my name's been Jack Smith and that was What The Hell Happened.